Hello and welcome to Rivaled episode 23. 23, right? I can count. 23? 22, my bad. 22. And uh, today we're joined by uh, Jake Lucas yet again, and he is a uh, happy boomer sooner today uh, as they whipped up on the uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys. And of course, we got the co-host Jake Willis, and y'all know me, of course, the one and only Bo. So uh, let's get right into it. Oh, uh, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, turn on the notifications, the bell, which is somewhere in the, the bottom down there. Great. Um, college football week 12 recap, as you can tell by all of our attire. Um, let's start off with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. We're all repping that, uh, that OU. That let's start off with uh, Lucas down there in the bottom. Because, I mean, he – weren't you in Norman for the game? Uh, Were you in there? That is a – even with, like, the whole COVID, you know, crap going on, it's it's nuts down there. It's it's, I I I mean, I love it down there. It's amazing. Just people just hopping everywhere. No one gave a crap about the math stuff. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. And I I was at my buddy's uh, apartment, and we were right next to the stadium. So you see all the spotlights and stuff. It, it was nuts. It was cool. Did you hear the cannon uh, when they kick it off or when uh, they score? Not quite. Uh, but you uh, hear like, of what was going on. But it was that's awesome, it was, man. A lot of fun. Yeah, no, a lot of fun watching it too. I think in college football there should be a rule: if you twenty-one skunk the opponent, meaning you score twenty-one points before they get zero, the game should be over because you're, there's no way you're coming back from that. And Oklahoma, right. as soon as the ball was kicked off, they were ready to roll and they did not disappoint. Uh, Jake yeah. uh, Willis, what did you think about the big game on Saturday? Oh, man, Bedlam Series. Mr. Lucas, I know you were happy about that. But, no, Bedlam Series, that is a uh, that is a sacred, sacred. Yes. Um, no, I was very happy with how um, Spence – honestly, how Spencer Rattler played. Uh, I know he was kind of going into this game. He was hurt last week at Kansas um, and hurt his hip. So, I was really excited to see how he would bounce back from this. And uh, I feel like he did really good. You know, he threw for a couple touchdowns, ran for one, man. He was just on fire from the start. Um, yeah, he definitely whooped up on the Cowboys. Yeah, that game, yeah. he had 301 passing yards, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. That's that's, that's pretty insane. good. I think that's he's beautiful. coming up. He's starting to really work. Like I said, he's a redshirt freshman. He's really starting to pick it up. Is what right. I, I would say. And now, we are uh, now over – we have 90 wins against Oklahoma State. They've only beat us 18 times. That's 18. insane. So I, That's crazy. Good old beat down on little brother. So Yeah. Um, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that the Bedlam series, Oklahoma State against Oklahoma, is the premier, the premier rivalry of the Big 12? Uh, okay, let me, let me take this one first, Mr. Lucas. Um as of now, I I still got to say no. I think dating back, I wouldn't say probably like a decade ago, it would have had to been the the showdown between Kansas and Missouri. However, Kansas doesn't have a football team. Missouri's, Missouri has quite a good football team at times. Um, I think that one was kind of the most popular one. And then you have the, the Texas and Oklahoma series. Yeah. That was a big one. But I think as of right now, it's it's got to be the Bedlam series, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Agreed. Yeah, I agree a little bit, but like as an OU fan, I think it kind of, I think that kind of depicts on, out of, 
when it comes to OU, Texas, and Oklahoma out of who is the top dog out of those three. Because, yeah. like, yeah, we, we've dropped two games. But Texas, they about, you know, ripped my heart out on that one and that overtime win. And then, you know, they keep you on your toes there when you came back and won that game. But like I said, I think it's kind of anywhere between those three, really. Um, I mean, Oklahoma, Texas, Red River, that's one of the biggest in college sports. Um, like I said, I think it kind of depicts on who's the top dog that year out of those three. Right. Yeah, no, definitely right now, just because of the struggles of Texas's football program, it's definitely OSU against OU. That's definitely the must-watch of the Big 12, I think, yeah. right now. And then another uh, Big 12 game, uh, Iowa State, 45 to nothing against K-State. Um, Kansas State beat Oklahoma earlier in the year. Um, so, I mean, you saw K-State get beat up by Ohio State. I wonder if that can affect the way the college football committee sees Oklahoma and on uh, if they'll get a top 10 ranking this week. You what know, do you guys think? Personally, I think we could move up. But right now, by no means do I see us being in the college football playoff. Our defense, as of Saturday, played out of their minds. That was the best defense I've seen in a long time. Now, like I said, it's a little bit of a stretch to put us in the the playoff. But I would say top 10 team for sure. Great. Uh, right now we're ranked 14. Yeah. Yeah. So – I'd put us up there big time. I think so kind of going off with what uh, Mr. Lucas said, I think at the end of the year, I could see them being a top 10, but as of right now, like you, you, you hit it. I don't think they'll be a top 10 this week. Cause like the thing is, it's like with Oklahoma, they're, they're so weird, but, but it's more so now because you had, we had Baker Mayfield and how dominant he was, but it's like you take now Oklahoma, we go on that winning streak. We go three and or four and oh we have one stupid loss to like the k-state boom it's like that one loss the, the college football playoff committee just makes that one loss uh scratch a definition in us and we're, we're no we're, we don't want them in the playoff it's we're not going to discuss them right. which I, I i don't know i don't see that that's fair but i mean <laughs> it is what it is i'm used yeah. to it now. <laughs> um my favorite game of the weekend uh, was a top 10 battle, uh, Indiana against Ohio State. Oh, um, my. Yeah. Yeah, let's leave with you, Mr. Lucas. Seemed like you were pretty excited. You guys can go ahead. Let me find my notes on that. Okay. Okay, you're good. Yeah. No, I mean, the quarterback for Indiana, he set a NCAA record for the most passing yards against um, Ohio State. Um, I got my notes right here about that. Yeah, 490 one passing yards and five total touchdowns. And it looked like Ohio State was going to clinch the victory. They had a, a big interception return in about the third quarter. But then, you know, they came storming back. Indiana didn't give up. They put up a fight. But Ohio State comes out with the win. Uh, what do you think about that game, uh, Jake Willis? Um, no, like you said, definitely that shows a lot of determination out of Indiana's quarterback. Like 491 yards, five touchdowns against a pretty solid – a powerhouse. Yeah, with uh, Ohio State. So, definitely that definitely puts some respect on his name right now. Uh, yeah. I, just because of this one game, I wouldn't be surprised if the committee looks at him as a high contender. 
But we can go later on and talk about Heisman picks and our predictions, whatever. But yeah, he, he balled out against a true powerhouse team. Yeah, right. Right. Fairly. Uh, well, yeah, what about you, Lucas? That game, I sat there. We were down in Norman on kind of like the, the strip. And they had, they had uh, you know, the college football committee and stuff. They had all their TVs and stuff set up. And I was watching that game. And I, Indiana was in every position to win that game. Every position. Uh, what's his name? Michael Penix Jr., correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's 4-1. Ohio's, yeah, Ohio State's 4-0. They ran the exact same play over and over and over and over for four downs. Are you kidding me? If it didn't yeah. if it didn't work the first two times, find something else. <laughs> yeah, but I mean they kept up, so I think Indiana's you know uh, borderline for real. Um, but yeah, that, that 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 game was nuts. I mean it kept me on the edge of my seat. I was standing there just in awe. I was like, okay, uh, Indiana's going to pull off this upset, and then that's right. going to shake everything. That would have been but amazing. No. That would have been beautiful. But they came back with that. Like, yeah. So, Lucas, if you were in the position of, let's say, head coach for Indiana, and the play didn't work for the first two times, in your greatest ability, in your crazy coaching mind, <laughs> what play would you run to get in better position to win that game? Let's see. What what was where were they at on that final drive? They'd never got uh, past the fifty. Yeah, they were they were. <laughs> Jeez, dude! I don't mean to put you on the spot. We can come back to it. Yeah, but it's just weird because <laughs> they never got past the fifty. They didn't even give themselves a chance. One Michael Michael, he's he's a lefty, right? Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. A- And like I said, they, they, they ran the same play over and over and over again. And to me, more, it, it, it would kind of – I don't really know. It would have to depend on, in the beginning of the game, what I was executing the most, depending on the run game or the pass game. I, you know, personally, I'd probably run a little bit, run it down their throat, and if I'm feeling confident, I'll pass it a couple times. Um, but I, in that situation – knowing that Ohio State is covering up everybody and you're not going to execute on that, I would probably run the ball a little bit before I even think about passing on, you know. I mean, then again, there was crunch time. It was like, what, like 30 seconds on the clock or something? There was yeah. a minute. I mean, in that scenario, yeah, you only have really the only choice you've got is to pass. Right? Try to get out of bounds. Yeah. Got a, right. 100% confident in like Derrick Henry or something. I mean – yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know. On that team, yeah. I, I, that's that's tough, especially with a team like Ohio State. I mean, you, you're going to be sitting no sleep preparing for those guys. Right. So. Sometimes running the same play over and over again can work. You just have the right – you know, you just have to have the right <laughs> personnel. Yeah, yeah, the right personnel, and you're, and you're running two-minute drill well. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Your defense is – if that defense is too stupid enough to figure it out, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. But yeah. it really depends on if, if you've got faith in your quarterback, whether he can do it. 
at that point, no, I didn't think that uh, I didn't think he was going to yeah. do it. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't anything on the last final minutes. And like I said, it was just the same thing. And, and Ohio State was blowing it up every time. Right. So, right. I mean, it's common sense there. If it ain't working, yeah. figure something else out. Yeah. Uh, so moving on. Say what? Up in uh, Ann Arbor. Yeah, no, they almost lost to Rutgers, bro. They, they uh, I saw that, man. I was took it really to overtime. How do you like? How do you almost lose to Rutgers? Rutgers has won like seven conference games in the last like four years. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Or it's no seven total wins, not conference. I'll tell you exactly what it is. What? What is it? Harbaugh is their coach. Yeah, dude, that like that was the most overhyped thing ever, bro. Because when he left, he's he's toast. He's gone. He's about to go back to the NFL. But that's another conversation for another day. Okay, so moving on to another uh, Big Ten showdown. Uh, Wisconsin and Northwestern. Uh, Wisconsin was a top ten team going into the game. Uh, Obviously, they're not now. Uh, Northwestern is 5-0, 17-7. They're in uh, control of their own destiny when it comes to having a berth in the uh, Big Ten championship. Do you think Northwestern – Northwestern – has a realistic shot at winning the uh, Big Ten championship. Lucas, I'll let you take that one. I'll let you lead. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think I only saw the final play of that game. Like I said, I'm yeah. Norman. They won 17-7. to So, their defense yep. played pretty well. So, I was at work when I watched that game. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I have to give the absolute credit to Northwestern for that that was a – especially Wisconsin was their top ten at the time. Yeah, top that, ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they came in there and just dogged on them. Yeah. So personally, I do think that they win the Big Ten. But it's going to come down to a couple more games to show that they have the fire and have the team to pull it off. Right. I mean, we've seen – Northwestern in the past get off to good starts and then not be able to finish. Um, I remember back in 2015, they beat Stanford. That was like number 10 in the country and they were unranked. And then they won, like they started off four and zero, and they finished like six and six. So luckily. McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. That was McCaffrey there. Um, So, yeah, I mean, uh, Northwestern, luckily the season isn't, 12 games for them, so they only have a couple games left, but we'll see how they finish out. Um, let's talk about Cincinnati in UCF. Yeah. Uh, that was a close one. I yeah. don't think the American Athletic Conference gets enough credit for being a, you know, a respectable conference. Uh, Jake Willis, well, what did you think about that game? Honestly, man, Cincinnati just shows up when they need to. That's how I see them playing this year. They're, they're playing good. Don't get me wrong. They're uh, playing great. Yeah. But at the same time, I just feel like they'll get that one bump in the road that'll just knock them off course for the rest of the season. And I just don't think they've had it yet, only because due to COVID and everything, they just haven't played teams respectively, if that makes sense. They've beaten up everybody that they played. Uh, UCF was the only close game that they had. Right. But UCF, Same with BYU. UCF has gone like what? They were uncontested national champions a couple years ago, whatever. Yeah. 
So, I mean, like, yeah, UCF has a good team. So, that game didn't surprise me that it would be close. But at the same time, like you said, the American Conference is just kind of bland right now. Like, yeah. But like I said, they don't get enough credit. So, I feel like it was a good game. Um, for a later topic, I do have them in my, my top six. Um, so, we can cross that path when we get there. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, what did you think about that AAC uh, conference game? I only saw scores. Um, like you said, it was, third, it was only a field goal win, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati is undefeated, correct? Yep. 8-0, baby. They're one of, like, four undefeated teams left that have played, like, seven games. Yeah, I ain't got much to say about that. Yeah, Desmond Ritter, though, he's a borderline uh, first-round pick. And uh, he he played really well. Uh, three for 338, had a total of four touchdowns. So he's good. He'll probably end up in the second or third round. But, you know, if he keeps playing like this, he might see himself at the end of the first round. Um, and then just, just one more game uh, which we should uh, mention and talk about. Um, Florida beating Vanderbilt. Uh, 38 to 17. Uh, Florida looks great. Dan Mullen has been really good there. Kyle Trask is uh, Joe Burrow 2.0 this year. Um, uh, Lucas, what do, you, what do you think about Florida uh, destroying Vanderbilt? I mean, they haven't won a game. But still, beating an SE team the way they did is pretty impressive. What do you think about that? I, I, I really think Florida is that, that team to really look out for, man. They're kind of like, like you said, Joe Burrow 2.0 with LSU. I mean, really, like, you look back to last year and look at the top teams, you wouldn't have expected LSU to come out swinging. Like, they were – I'm personally, I'm going to say it right now, LSU last year, greatest football team in college football history. That's bold. That's very – That's a hot take, and I'm going to be right here. <laughs> no, why? They were just stupid dominant. Defensively, offensively, they just they beat up on everyone. Texas was I think Texas was surprisingly the only team that really kept up, I believe. That was like week uh, two. So it was so early in the year, but yeah, well, yeah they were. Yeah, week two. But right. Still, right. Also another bold take. I mean, I like Joe Burrow. Um I'd put him in as one of, or if not, the best quarterback in college football history. He probably had the best seat, one of the best seasons. I don't know the best and, players. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Bo on that one. I would, I would say best seasons. I yeah. it's really hard to say best player because if you look back at just all these great. Right. So, do you are you gonna categorize it though? Like, because you have great quarterbacks, great running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. So, like, how do you determine that it's the one of the best players? Of calls from said like best ever. I one of the one of the best. Is what didn't he have like sixty touchdowns and six interceptions in the SEC? It was but like overall it was like seventy touchdowns or something, wasn't it? Oh we're running, yeah, running too. So he threw for six that like six or seven thousand passing something stupid. Yeah. Out of this guy this kid from Ohio State, which like Ohio State wanted nothing to do with. And so Joe Burrow transfer packed his bag. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And didn't he and lose that starting job to Dwayne Haskins? Do what? Didn't he lose that starting job to Dwayne Haskins? 
I think so. Yeah. And yeah, Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne Haskins is now riding the bench. Yeah. Oh, how the tables have turned. Right. Yeah. And I, I like, dude, I love the grit. And, like, everyone like, calls it cocky. But, like, like, one of the things that he said, like, when Joe Burrow got hurt, uh, what was it? He oh, he said, uh, that that big O, something like that. I remember that it was Chase Young, Dwayne Haskins, and Terry McLaren. I was it. Were you talking about the tweet that he said? He said like, "Can't get rid of me that easy." See yeah, you next can't. year. Yeah, and then if you listen to him on mic'd up, there was a call. It was a roughing the passer or something like that, and they didn't call it. And he turned around to the ref and he goes, "You know what? When I'm the goat, you're gonna give me that call." And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. That's beautiful. I love Burrow, man. He's just yeah. He's just something else. This is just kind of a fun question, just just cause uh, favorite yeah. quarterback in the NFL, just like personality wise. Uh, Jake Willis, who's your favorite quarterback personality wise? Oh, personality wise? Yeah, just personality. Dude, this is going to be kind of a kind of a stretch here, but after after this week's game, I got to go with Taysom Hill right now. Yeah, yeah. No, he's good. Yeah. Uh, Personality-wise, I'm gonna go with Taysom on this one. He's he's just a gadget, man. Yeah. What about you, uh, Lucas? Personality. I'm I'm just gonna say Joe Joe Burrow. He's just a cool guy. He's he's just something else. He's just one of those rare. Yeah, his mic ups are uh, funny too. Like when yeah. the like you were saying, like a ref said, "Hey, make sure you slide a little earlier." He goes, "Yeah, sorry, I'm still learning." Just yeah. something funny like that. Yeah. He's, dude, he doesn't care. He does not like yeah. him sliding. I'm watching, I'm watching highlights of the game against um, the Redskins, and he's just getting the crap beat out of him the whole time. He just doesn't care. Yeah. He's Mine is uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah. He's just – he's cocky, but he backs it up most of the time. Oh, and he's yeah. funny too. He's just like – you know usually how quarterbacks – when there's like a brawl, like between two players, they just kind of stay back and watch. Every time there's like a little thing going on between his his team, he runs in there and does some funny stuff or gets in the face of other guys or pulls his guys back. I like I like that from a quarterback. And when Joe, when I knew, I mean, it was, it was obvious. I mean, he won the Heisman by like a mile. When I knew that he was getting drafted, I was like, okay, so he's going to Cincinnati. And I look back at it and I'm like, okay, Baker's in that division. That's going to be one of the best matchups for years to come out of the young quarterbacks in the next 10 years. Yeah. That's just going to be – and I'm going to love it. It's going to be nice. Right. But this – like, I love Baker Mayfield. But this whole time, I'm like, you know what? I, I just hope Joe Burrow wins. I just I just want to see him <laughs> win. I want to see him successful in the NFL. Yeah, right. So that moves us on to our next topic here uh, tomorrow. College football a playoff committee is going to release their rankings, but those rankings don't really matter. It's the rivaled rankings that really carry some weight. Um, so we'll start off. Say what? Preaches the choir right there. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just start off with our uh, number one um, a team in the uh, college football playoff. I have Alabama. Uh, Jake Willis, who do you have? I got to go with Alabama too. Mac Jones is playing really good right now. Lucas? Alabama. Yeah, that's we're all in agreement there. Um, number two, I have Notre Dame. Uh, Willis? Hey, I'm going to go with them too. That's what I got. 
So Lucas? five and six may may stump you guys just a little bit. Though. I think three through. Okay, well, I have Clemson at number three. Who do you have, Willis? I got Clemson as well. Lucas. I I got I got Clem I got I'm sorry I got Notre Dame at two and Clemson at three. Okay, great. Yeah, so we all have the same top three. Now this four through six, you know, there are only four teams make the playoffs. Um, so the fourth team that I got right now, uh, Cincinnati, eight zero. I mean, they're one of like five teams that have played at least seven games and are undefeated. And you're telling me that Ohio State's going to get in when they barely beat Indiana and they played like five games? That's ridiculous. You know, that's absolutely ridiculous. They're playing like 40% less of a season, right? That's, that's like – that's four less games for players to get hurt. That's four less games to get fatigued. That's four less games for you to mess up, four less games to lose. It's just not fair. It doesn't make any sense at all whatsoever. So, uh, Cincinnati, it's time the AAC got to turn out a big boy. Uh, what about you, uh, Willis? I actually have Florida right now at number four. Uh, I think they surpassed Cincinnati. Um, Kyle Trask, like I said earlier, is just playing really good. He's in Heisman contention. Uh, I think they get that fourth spot. Lucas? That's who I got, Florida. Florida? Hmm, interesting. Uh, do you agree with Willis there on your reasoning? Of course he does. <laughs> so, uh, for number uh, five, uh, just outside right now, I got Texas A&M at five and one. Uh, the reason why it's not Florida is because Texas A&M beat Florida earlier. So you got to go with that head-to-head. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's A&M at 5-1 at number 5, just outside looking in. Uh, what about you, Jake? I actually have Cincinnati on that one. So your, your four was my five. Um, like you said, man, it's time for the American Conference to get some respect, and I think this is the season that they do it. Right. Uh, what about you, uh, Lucas? I have Texas A&M at five. Great. Uh, the number six for me, I got Florida. Um, obviously, if they go on uh, to not lose, they run the table. They beat all their opponents, and they beat Bama in the championship game. They'll get in. But right now, just because of that head-to-head to Texas A&M, uh, they're at number six for me. Uh, what about you, Lucas? Or Willis? No, either or. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. <laughs> six, I had Ohio State. I can see that. I don't have a problem with six, honestly. I appreciate your time, but that is all we have for you today. I'm sorry. We're going to have to kick you off. <laughs> no, coming in at number six for me, uh, I actually have Oregon. I think they surpassed BYU. They're they're like seven or eight right now. I think they the surpassed. Pac-12 is a joke. They're playing like two games. Right now. <laughs> two freaking games. And everybody in the division sucks, except for Oregon. Oregon? What was that? Oregon? Our, Oregon. I've been I've been watching too much college football scoreboard with Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so I, I do like that uh committee pitch right there. I think uh we'll have to come back for that next week or the week after and revisit that, especially with Lucas coming back on. Um but what's next on the topics for you? Oh Lucas, did you say you're number six? Yeah, he said Ohio State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, the last thing that we have is uh, NFL MVP. Uh, uh, we're in – Heisman pick. Ooh. Oh, Heisman pick. Yeah, so uh, Heisman pick. Lucas, you Ooh. start off with that because I know you did no, I a wonder lot of why. research. Well, Lucas does start this. Uh, you have three people that could very easily get it. So, if you have one, that's fine, but I have three that could be very easily get it. Where is my 
just one second. You good? Yeah. So Heisman race. I want to break this down to my top three. Um. So I've got Kyle Trask winning the whole thing. I got Mac Jones at two and Justin Fields after that performance against Indiana. That's your third there. Kyle Trask right now. He's got 2,554 passing yards, 31 touchdowns, and only three interceptions. He is the first in SEC history to throw 30 touchdowns within a seventh game, seven-game stretch. Mac Jones has got 2,426 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, and three interceptions. Um, Justin Fields only has 1,208. I don't know how accurate that is. Passing yards and 13 touchdowns and three interceptions. But right now, Kyle Trask is blowing him out of the water, and I think he wins this thing by a mile. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you on this next one. Uh, what's your... Yeah, um, definitely Kyle Trask. Um, because if, uh, if they were playing a whole year, uh, Kyle Trask could be on pace to beat Joe Burrow's, uh, Burrow's SEC single-season uh, passing touchdown record. Um, I mean, throwing 30 touchdowns to three interceptions in the SEC, which is known for being a defense, defense, defense conference, is uh, absolutely incredible, and you have to respect that. And I do think you kind of have to uh, take in account the, um, the strength of opponents and, you know, what defenses you're facing every week. Um. Yeah, that's that's mine. You just got the one. Yeah, just the one. It's it's it's. His, I mean, it's his to lose, and unless like something bad happens where he throws like twenty interceptions in a game, he should be fine. Right. So, <laughs> Lucas, your number two is actually my number one. I actually have Mac Jones winning it, and I do have Kyle Trask coming in a close second. Hold on, Bo. Chill out. <laughs> uh, you you don't go to Alabama and lose, right? That's that's just a given. Nick Saban has just been that coach. Um, I think Mac Jones wins this not by much. I think it'll be a split decision, no doubt. Uh, I have Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, and Trevor Lawrence coming in at number three. Uh, I I agree with that, but uh, why um, Mac Jones though? Because like he has like twelve less touchdowns than um, what's his face? I, I think. Trask. Uh, it is more of a statistical standpoint, but at the same time, it is as a team as well. If you're getting your team wins, granted, Kyle Trask is getting wins too, but it's just that household name of Alabama and their quarterbacks. So that's kind of where I'm leaning with Mac Jones right now. So you're saying wins over stats. I mean, if you win the championship, what, stat, what does it matter what stats you Still have? though, but like if you're talking about like, the greatness of a player, you know, are you really going to say that Matthew Stafford isn't as good or isn't as good as a, um, he's a good quarterback on a bad team. Uh, I can't think because you're, I'm, I'm confused by your logic here. Okay. Well, tell me this. Would you rather have Matthew Stafford or Sam Bradford from years ago? Matthew Stafford, baby. Okay. What has he done? Now he's, he's thrown for, like, 5,000 passing yards a few times. He is an amazing quarterback, and if he was on any other team, he would have at least two Super Bowls by now. He is absolutely amazing. I love Matthew Stafford. He is top seven, six quarterbacks in the league. But we can talk about Matthew Stafford later. We'll have to revisit this 
when the Heisman pick comes out. And if I'm wrong, right. I'm, I'm, I'll take it. I'm grown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do have – I think you have one more topic. Uh, NFL MVP, correct? Yeah, NFL MVP. As of right yeah. now, I think we're all on board with our number one. What do we got? <laughs> Indonucci. You know, he hasn't been active since they played the Eagles. They've literally just, like, had him in the press box. He's not even dressed. That's funny. So, with this one as well, I have three picks that could easily get it. You guys are cool with one, but uh, I have a top three right now. Who's your uh, top three? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyler Murray, Dalvin Cook. What? What do you mean, what? If you know the running back, maybe Derrick Henry. I'm going to quote Juice here, and that's phenomenal cat. <laughs> okay. That'll be the headline. Phenomenal cat. Phenomenal cat. Dude, when he said that a couple weeks ago, dude, I was in tears. That was the funniest thing I've ever heard. That's phenomenal cat. <laughs> Mr. Bo. Uh, yeah, no, I got uh, Chicken Patty Mahomes uh, for sure. Um, I mean, if you look at his stats so far, 3,035 yards, 22 touchdowns, two interceptions. And uh, one of those interceptions wasn't even his fault, really. Just kind of a miscommunication between him and the wide receiver yesterday. Um, Patty thought receivers going to drop down into the zone coverage where there was a hole. He didn't. So Mahomes threw it there, and he just wasn't there. Um, anyway, uh, so Mahomes, I mean, he's projected to have 4,800 yards, uh, 43 touchdowns, three interceptions. That's MVP numbers right there. I mean, yeah. and his rushing stats aren't too shabby either. Um, he is—he is the ultimate, ultimate quarterback. Um, he's amazing. He's great. I've got my picks. Obviously, Mahomes by a long shot. But one, two, and three. I've got Mahomes, Wilson, and Kyler Murray. Russell picking- Wilson. Russell Wilson. That's it. Yeah. At best. But do you compare those two? You got Mahomes, like, total. So, between those two, Russ, Russ has got 2,986 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Mahomes has got 3,035 passing yards, 27 touchdowns now, two interceptions. Yeah. And. Overall, like you look at the stretch. I mean, Mahomes has got it by a long shot. He's the first overall in NFL history within the first couple of years or something like that. He's got 12,447 passing yards. And a first in that is 103 passing touchdowns. QBR rating of 110.3. Now, you look between – the comparison between these four quarterbacks, Mahomes, Rogers, Carr, and Ryan Tannehill. Like their touchdown inter- interception ratio. Rogers is an eight point seven. Derek Carr is an eight. Ryan Tannehill is a six seven. And Mahomes' rating just blows everything out of the water with a solid twenty-five. Mm. Twenty-five. That's crazy. Yeah. First in yards, third in touchdowns, first in interceptions, and then first in QBR. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so I know you guys did the top three. So out of the top of my head, I'll do my top three. Uh, Mahomes, uh, Kyler Murray. Um, maybe – no, not not Kamara. I don't know about a third. I think it's just a two-man race at this point between Mahomes and Kyler Murray. I think it will just all depend on how many rushing yards Murray gets and if Mahomes does not throw, like, eight interceptions to end the season. Yeah. That's... But Mahomes could care less about MVP. He, 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 like, if he happens to get it again, he'll take it. But, like, he, he just wants to win another Super Bowl. He, yeah. he does not care about MVP at all. So, Exactly. That's the last on his list. Yeah. If anything. Cool. Yeah, so uh, anything else you guys want to say or talk about before we sign off? No, I think that's a, that was a great – Conversation today. Uh, yeah, fun one. Yeah, something real quick. Uh, Chuba Hubbard is overrated, and it's Chuba not even. Hubbard. Who we play for? Oklahoma State. Ah. Against Oklahoma, he had eight touches, forty-four yards, and no touchdowns. That's like some Ezekiel Elliott before last week numbers. <laughs> His draft stock has completely dropped. Had he gone last year, okay, yeah, he could be dominant in the NFL, maybe. But right now, you're like a third-round pick. You yeah. So, <laughs> hey, third-round pick ain't bad, though. He's still, he's still getting rich at the end of the day. So Phenomenal cap, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say, too, is uh, we're all praying and thinking about Joe Burrow, uh, oh. torn ACL, MCL. A lot of things messed up in his knee. So if anybody can come back from that and dominate and be better than ever before, it's uh, Joe Burrow. Um, also, so I did want to elaborate on that. That's the thing that ticks me off. You are full speed. You draft the best quarterback that year in that draft by a long shot. And have every – Every year, your intention as a team is, okay, What who can I put in? What piece can I put in to turn around a franchise? And I'm going to say this because a lot of people who don't know the game disagree. If you do not have an O-line, you have no production whatsoever. They are going to ruin that man's career. If anything, in the next year and two years, they don't give him no line, get him heck out of Cincinnati. Get him out. Put him somewhere else. I want yep. to see that so unbelievably successful. It hurts. It makes yeah. me so mad what happened because that shouldn't have happened right. last night. They have the over. weapons, too. They have, they have great receivers that they could trade. They have, every- they have a great receiver. They could trade for an O-line. They don't have anybody in the O-line that can protect their quarterback. Like, like I said before on Facebook, you know, what good is a mansion if you live alone? What good is a franchise quarterback if you can't protect him? Exactly. You, it's, I feel so bad for Joe, man. Me too. And obviously, that guy, I mean, like any other quarterback, but him, nobody, I think, right now wants to sit there and win ball games like he does right now. And Lucas, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to go back and listen to this rant, find just a blank newspaper, print out your rant. And send it to you. <laughs> Print out your rant. <laughs> we'll put it on IGTV. IGTV. We post it, yeah. I'm, it's cool. It's the same 
scenario, like with with Baker, man, like when he got drafted, like did I expect them to like completely turn around? No, it's going to take time. But they drafted. I mean, they not drafted. They signed around him, picked up Odell. I mean, that would have been the last person I picked up. I mean, you got Jarvis Landry on there, old teammates. But the, it's just a drama fest. It's a crap show around there, man. <laughs> their old front office, or their coaching. Are you kidding me? That's and the thing is, they say he, that that Baker sucks. No, his teammates sucks, and the person managing that place sucks. Realistically, right now. And I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say, in that division, right now, you give, you give Joe Burrow a front all line the way it is right now, they'll win that division in the next three years. I can see that. That's not I'm gonna, And they would, be, they would be a hairline from being a contender, possibly – their their whole schedule it would it'd be different if he had no line if he had everything the, the kid's amazing and you're going to just ruin him you're going to make him look like Johnny Manziel out there with the Browns if you don't fix something now I'm not kidding yeah yeah anything else on your chest you need to get off Jake Lucas um I don't know <laughs> uh, well. We should probably uh, sign off before our friend has a heart attack down there. Yeah, well, uh, that is all the time we have left today here on Rivals. I hope you found it entertaining and insightful. Remember to like, share, subscribe, uh, post it on your Facebook, Instagram, get your friends and family involved with it. And uh, yeah, it's been a fun one. And we will make a new one on Wednesday or Thursday or Tuesday. Um, talk about the NBA free agency and draft. If we don't yes, this week, have a safe Thanksgiving. Right. And a fun Thanksgiving. Hope you all kicked some butt in your turkey bowls. All right. Uh, signing off. Adios. Hey.